0: Welcome to the Gregory Digout podcast. As I tie some things together, I kind of like the idea of communion on Christmas week because it's kind of from the it kind of takes us from the stable to the table. You know what I'm saying? From the stable to the table, the table of communion. Jesus came in a stable to bring us to his table. And the Lord has been putting on my heart the vital importance, the utter sheer power and beauty and importance of understanding the, the power of communion. And I know because we always want to be a church that reaches. People that have no religious upbringing or people that have not been in church and they they're people that haven't experienced the rituals or the traditions that some of us have had or experienced. But we do always want to be relevant to the next generation. And we always want to be relevant to the people that are that are un, um, uninformed or, or have not learned about the traditions of Christianity. But we never want to We never want to. Make light. Of this powerful. Experience. Called the Eucharist. The body and blood of Jesus. It's not a religious tradition. It is his body. And it is his blood. It's not. Some. Form formality. Or just some light thing or some. Some symbol. It's his body. It's his blood. It's what we owe everything to. We owe our lives. We owe our salvation. We owe our peace. We owe our joy. We owe every breath we have in this life to the body and blood of Jesus. The debt will never be able to repay, but it's sure a debt I love trying to. Repay. I love trying to. Make sure Jesus blood and his body are. The most talked about, the most celebrated. The most powerful forces in this world, because his body and his blood are the proof of his love. They're the proof of it. They're the demonstration of it. The words to what child is this, I think we sometimes miss these beautiful Christmas hymns that really talk about his death. The words to what child is this say nails. Spears shall pierce him through. The cross be born for me, for you. Hail, hail. The word made flesh. The babe. The son of Mary. Jesus was born to die. That we might live. When we speak of Jesus today, when we eat his body and his blood today, I want you to understand who we speak of. In Song of Solomon, chapter five, verse 10 through 16 in the Passion Translation, I want to read this to you. He alone is my beloved. He shines in dazzling splendor, yet is still so approachable. Without equal, as he stands above all others, outstanding among 10,000. The way he leads me is divine, his leadership, so pure and dignified as he wears his crown of gold upon this Crown are letters of black written on a background of glory. He sees everything, verse 12 says. He sees everything with pure understanding. His beautiful, how beautiful are his insights without distortion. In his eyes, rest upon the fullness of the river of revelation flowing so clean and pure. This is your Savior. This is who we're having communion with today. Looking at his gentle face, I see such fullness of emotion like a lovely garden where fragrant spices grow. What a man. No one speaks words so anointed. As this one. Words that both pierce and heal. Words like lilies dripping with myrrh. See how his hands hold unlimited power. But he never uses it in anger for he is always holy displaying his glory his innermost place is a work of art so beautiful and bright how magnificent and noble is this one covered in majesty he's steadfast in all that he does his ways are the ways of righteousness based on truth and holiness none can rival him but all will be amazed by him most sweet are his kisses. Even his whispers of love. He is delightful in every way and perfect from every viewpoint. If you ask me why I love him, so. If you ask me why I love him, so O oh, brides to be. It's because there is none like him to me. Everything about him fills me with holy desire. And now he is my beloved. My friend forever. Psalm 23, verse five says, you prepare. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. You know, there's something really precious about this table that he prepares for us, even in the presence of our enemies. We're not afraid of anything, really love casts out perfect love, casts out all fear. You know. We sure didn't get everything right raising our kids. We got a lot wrong. But one thing we got right. So sorry. So sorry. sorry. Got to get back with just me and the camera one of these days. A lot easier than with being with you guys. Uh, There was always a table to come to. Boy, we really. We got a lot wrong. We got that one right. At the table. The family comes together to share a meal. The church is a family. This church is my family. This church is your family. This church is your family. I can't be. I can't be who I am meant to be without it. I can't be who I'm meant to be without. The church family. And we're the church family. If we meet online, we're the church family. When we meet here, we're always a church family. There will nobody, not none of all of our members will never be able to meet in one place. We're all over one hundred twenty countries. We have people that have stayed connected to us through this pandemic. We have churches in other countries that just asked us, can we be a life changers church during the pandemic? And we've been blessed to be able to provide that covering for many churches. The church. Cannot fully accomplish. Her purposes in the world. If I withhold my presence from her, if you withhold your presence from her and most of all, if Jesus were to withhold his presence from us. We would not be able to accomplish his purpose, but we can because we're together and we're connected and because we stay connected. The church is also my defense against the gates of hell. Jesus told Peter in Matthew, Chapter 16, verse 18, he said. I will build my church upon this rock of Revelation. And he said, "And the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. The gates of hell will not prevail. That means we're. Moving towards the gates of hell, that means we're not the gates of hell are not chasing us. Gates don't chase. Gates don't run. Gates can't move like that. The reason why the gates of hell will not prevail against us is because we're on the march as the body of Christ. We're kicking in the gates of hell. We're the ones going after souls. We're the ones getting people saved. We're the ones taking people out of darkness into light. We're the ones that God is using to cast out demons. We're the ones that God is using to lay hands on the sick. We're the ones that God is using to bring compassion and love and power to this world. This world is not going to hell as long as we're here. This world is not going to fall apart as long as we're here. Oh, the, oh, this world's system is corrupt. This world's, this world's governments are corrupt. This world's this world's medias are corrupt this world's uh, this world's businesses have been corrupted by satan and by secular people without god but the church must not be corrupted the church is jesus bride and the church is the hope of this world while the while the world is corrupt the church needs to recognize we're the salt of this earth we're the light of the world as long as we're here there's not going to be any takeover of the devil and the Antichrist. People have been preaching about how the anti this pandemic reminds them, of maybe it's the antichrist. stop with the Antichrist stuff. There's already many Antichrists in the world. Anybody that denies Jesus came in the flesh, the Bible says is the Antichrist is a Antichrist. Now there will be a the Papa of the Antichrists. You know, the big cheese devil after the rapture but that antichrist can't take control of this world while the church is around we're the church we're the body of christ we're the bride of that guy that stands among ten thousands and we're the church we're the bride some of you have been waiting for your your perfect man. I got him for you right here. So I got him on Song of Solomon five. This is the guy. The way he leads me is divine. His leadership so pure. Look in his gentle face. No one speaks so anointed. And Just all that I read. That's we're the bride of this guy. You think the bride of this guy is going to let an Antichrist common control the world? No, sorry. We're not letting that happen because whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Man, that's who we are. Back to the table for a moment. (laughs) So that's why we've come together. That's why we come together online. That's why we come together here. We're celebrating The one who has prepared. A table for us. In the presence of our enemies at the table. At the table. Family members. Share their life together. At the table. Come to the table. And there you will find food and drink, fellowship and laughter encouragement and prayer and help for your weaknesses. Come to the table. And there you will discover that you're not alone. You have a family. Come to the table that he's prepared for us. In the presence of our enemies. In this world. Come to the table and there you will find others who know what you're going through. And they'll welcome you anyway. Come to the table and you will find others. Who know some of your worst mistakes. And welcome you anyway. Come to the table. Because at the table, there's no judgment. At the table, there's no condemnation. At the table, No one should be afraid. You know, at the table, the table should be the safest place. The table should be the freest place. The table should be the place. Where you let your hair down. You let down your defenses. At the table. You put down your walls. At the table. We see each other's faces. We're looking right at each other's faces. This is the kind of relationship that God has invited us into. With each other and with him. The table. In Exodus 25, verse 30. He says, you shall set the bread. The show bread. On the table. Before me always. You know what the showbread, you know why he calls it the showbread here? It's because when you take the bread and you drink the cup, it's showing you something. It's the showbread because it's showing you something. It's showing you God's love and his character, it's showing you his sacrifice, it's showing you his nature, it's showing you his goodness, it's showing you his generosity but it's also showing your sin that your that sin has lost its power over you. It's showing your sickness that sickness has lost its power over you. It's showing the devil he can't touch you. It's showing the weapons formed against you that they can't prosper. That's why it's called the showbread. In the New American Standard Bible, it's called the bread of his presence. The bread of the presence. The bread that we're about to eat and drink, this is the bread of his presence. If we're eating his presence, we're sharing his presence, we're partaking of his presence. At the table, you take your seat. At the table, God seats us with him in heavenly places. It's a table of equality. Only the church can solve the inequality issues. By making every by making it clear that everyone is seated with Christ, who's born again, everyone is seated with Christ in heavenly places, no matter your upbringing, your country, your color, your past, your present, none of it causes you to lose your seat because Jesus paid for that seat. And nobody can have your seat. You have a seat at the table at the table is provision at the table is refreshment at the table. There is rest at the table. You share your soul at the table. You get to be yourself. At the table, you get to lean on Jesus bosom. At this time, I'd like us to take communion together at the table. There should be communion elements that are either by your seat. In a cup. By your seat in a white cup. And I would love to share at the table with you guys, too. If someone's got brought up jug with them. Loaf of bread and a jug of wine. (laughs) We see that a lot in the Bible, don't we? I'm just going to make it very clear. Everyone can take communion. If you believe. In what Jesus did for you is enough. No one has to wonder, am I taking it in an unworthy manner? Unless you don't believe. Jesus did enough, that's taking it in an unworthy manner. But when you say Jesus did it all. And you know that he did enough for your salvation. For your forgiveness, for your healing. For your total life. Joy and peace. And to have a relationship with God, that's how we eat it and drink it in a worthy manner, because we believe that it carries the power. To have done all that for us, on the cross. He did all of that for us on the cross. That's why this carries power. That's why it's a powerful moment. That's why you can be healed at this moment. You can be set free from an addiction at this moment at the table. I want everybody to know at the table we all have skeletons in our closet. We all have skeletons. Some of us have skeletons. They're not even in the closet. They're like sitting at the table with us. Right. But all is forgiven at the table you get to be free you're free i want you to know we're free everything jesus did brought us freedom we're not going back into bondage so pray this with me first of all if you've never received jesus christ as your savior and lord i want to pray with you First, to receive him. If anybody is here and you've never received him as your Savior and Lord, or you're watching and you're connected in our global family, pray right now with me and ask. Let's come on, let's invite Jesus into your life. Pray this out loud with me, Heavenly Father. Come on, let's all pray this for the sake of those that might be praying for the first time. Heavenly Father, I invite Jesus Christ into my life as my Savior and Lord. I believe. Jesus died for my sins and rose from the dead. From this moment forward, I am a child of God. Washed by the blood of Jesus. Amen, it's that simple, it's that simple. Now, you're in the family of God and now. You get to come to the table, we get to be at the table with you, you get to be at the table with me, I get to be at the table with you. It's my honor. It's my privilege. We are at the father's table. And let's pray this, say, thank you, father, that I have a seat at your table through the body and blood of Jesus. I am one with you. You are one with me as as I eat this bread. I recognize that you took my sin. You took my shame. You took my pain, my sorrow, my sickness and disease. You took the curse. For me and by your stripes, I am healed. Let's receive the body of the Lord Jesus. Mm. Something very powerful is happening. He said it's the bread of his presence. His presence is going to manifest in your life. In healing. In peace. His presence is going to manifest in your life in delivering you from anxiety. His presence is going to manifest in your life. In some provision that you need For my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. And his presence. Makes the enemy scatter. Let God arise and his enemies scatter. In his presence is joy, peace, healing, calm, assurance. Total forgiveness, redemption and deliverance from the curse is all. What we get to partake of. When you when you drink this cup, expect. The power of God. And the power of his presence to overwhelm whatever has been present in your life that has taken you down. This presence is going to lift you up. Let's receive the cup of Jesus precious blood. Hallelujah! If you're wondering, am am I have I got anything else to preach today? No. It's communion, communion and holy communion, because that's love, love and more love. Come on, let's stand together and worship him. It says in Matthew chapter 26, verse 30 after they took communion together at the Last Supper. It says then they sung a hymn. And after singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives, olives represent the anointing. I believe that because of the body and blood of Jesus that we partake of and partook of. There is an anointing. That is going to be activated in your life today to remove your burden, to destroy your yoke, And that's why we get to sing. They sung a hymn. Imagine that. They sung a hymn. Come on, let's just lift our hands for a moment, and let's just worship Him as we close the service today. And just one touch, and everything changes. Everything changes, and with. appreciate you um, adhering to our guidelines and as you exit today just be aware of the people in front of you and just give them a nice elbow bump and you have a Merry Christmas. We'll see you for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day online. God bless you guys. We love you. Woo!